You're hearing the Echoes podcast, and coming up, we're going to hear from a very cool duo called Endless Field, jazz musicians who are also inspired by Wyndham Hill Records and the Paul Winter Consort. Putting together podcasts like this and making them available takes a lot of time and money, so if you like what we do with these interviews and on Echoes, become a supporter by making a donation now at echoes.org. It's easy, you'll feel great, and you'll be supporting the dissemination of great music to the world. Just go to echoes.org. And now, take a walk with me through Endless Field. You're hearing Echoes, and I'm John DiLiberto. Endless Field is a duo of bassist Ike Sturm and guitarist Jesse Lewis. Their backgrounds are in jazz, but their own music comes from another place, part ambient, part Wyndham Hill, part ECM Records. When they played on the show recently, we sat down to talk about the seeds planted in Endless Field. Jesse Lewis and Ike Sturm knew each other even before they met. We were just talking on the way over here about probably about 10 years ago. We both put out albums around the same time as probably 2007 or something. And I got a copy of Ike's album, Spirit, and he got a copy of my album, Atticus. And we both sort of like got really into each other's albums. Like I, we were just talking on the way up. I mean, I listened to his album hundreds of times, just in New York City subway, you know, with my Walkman or whatever we had back then. Yeah, and, same here. Both musicians are in their late 30s. Ike Sturm is a tall, strapping man with short blonde hair, while Jesse Lewis is his physical opposite, short with a full brown beard that gives him the look of a beatnik. They met traveling in the same circles in New York City, playing with musicians like saxophonists Donnie McCaslin and Chris Potter, trumpeters Wynton Marsalis and Kenny Wheeler, and singer Bobby McFerrin. But even before that, Ike Sturm was jazz-connected. My mom was a percussionist and my dad was an arranger and trombonist and composer and, and so there was there, we were just always around, you know, I remember meeting Dizzy Gillespie when I was a kid and you know, people like Bobby McFerrin too and um, just seeing these amazing figures and, and personas, you know, just in our house and getting to hang with, with these people and um, this is just normal that these people would come into your house and hang out with you and make music. Sturm has taken his roots in an unusual direction. He's a jazz director in a church. I am, yeah, at St. Peter's Church in Manhattan. Yeah, they, and uh, they've, been, they've had a jazz ministry there for 50 years. He's even scored a mass. names really prepare you for the sound they've come up with as Endless Field. That music has different roots. Well, I would say it's it grows out of um, atmospheric music, ambient music. Um, we like to call it instrumental guitar music because it's that's sort of the, the world and the you know, describes what we're physically doing. But um, yeah, we've noticed that uh, after we had played together for a few years, we started throwing out record names and we realized that we've listened to so much of the same, literally the same albums and been shaped by a lot of the same artists. 
Jesse Lewis was a teenager in Boston. Ike Sturm grew up in Wisconsin, but they shared the same records in their collections. I went to record stores a lot around Berkeley, and they had all that, the old vinyl, the ECM stuff. Grew up listening to a lot of Matheny and a lot of world music. You know, I would go there and I just sort of discovered like Pat Matheny and all this Eberhard Weber stuff. Jocko Pastorius records or Eberhard Weber records that, you know, ECM music that we that we both were really influenced by. All the old Gary Burton uh, groups. Coming from different places and parts of the country, um, it was interesting to meet up with someone like that. You know. Then there's a new age influence. For Jesse Lewis, it was the late Michael Hedges. About 10 years ago, I sort of discovered Michael Hedges and that sort of whole world of acoustic steel string guitar playing with alternate tunings and like intricate, all the intricate finger style lines. And I was just totally knocked out and, and blown away by Michael Hedges and playing. And I don't know, it inspired me to try and begin to play a lot more acoustic guitar. And that's definitely a big part of, of our sound as well as like the improvisation and the, the more ambient stuff is that, that finger style sound. For Ike Sturm, it was a Paul Winter consort. That's fascinating that you bring that up because in thinking about this interview, I, I remembered back to being a kid and um, my dad had a VHS uh, tape of the Grand Canyon concert and I was absolutely, I have goosebumps thinking about it because I was blown away as a kid seeing that whole adventure of them playing. Um, for those people that haven't heard that, it's this project where they recorded in Grand Canyon down in the, on the Colorado River and, and brought their instruments on the, on the rafts and um, played in the canyon, this beautiful reverb and this natural uh, environment. And I just thought that was such an amazing marriage of this adventure that they had outside and making this incredible music. Ike Sturm has since played with Paul Winter many times, but he and Jesse Lewis have their own elegiac moments as Endless Field on their self-titled debut. A song like Canyonlands has a lot of the same natural environmental influences as many Paul Winter and Wyndham Hill records. I had an experience um, out in Canyonlands um, in Utah um, where I, I woke up really early one morning. I was camping by myself out there and and just um, right at that moment, you know, before the sun rises, and I sort of stepped out of the tent and looked up at, at the sky, which was sort of half night and half turning into to day, and, and could sort of see a lot of truths in my life that I hadn't seen before. And so this song, um, the music really reminds me of that, that feeling that I had at, at that moment. You can hear the Pat Metheny sound in a track like Airglow, but there's also some more pop-leaning influences. It's sort of, it came out of a, this ostinato guitar part that, that you hear throughout in, um, in this melody that kind of hovers over it. 
That song actually is really influenced by an artist, singer-songwriter, Sufjan Stevens. I don't know if that's an obvious connection. Both Ike and I really got deeply into his last record that he put out. There's a lot of that in that song, sort of the, the, I don't know, the feeling of it. Endlessfield find themselves a bit between the cracks in the music landscape. They're probably a little too edgy for the new age crowd and certainly too atmospheric for the straight ahead jazz audience. One unpublished song they played on Echoes was like an ambient dreamscape. This is really new, you know, and, and we're we're so associated with like the jazz world, but this music we we've kind of realized that's not the, the really the venue I think for this music so we're trying to figure that out you know people that go to a jazz club to hear jazz they, they might not be expecting this Maybe they can find a home in Ike Sturm's St. Peter's Church. Hopefully, audiences will figure out the joys of beautiful compositions and intuitive improvisation played by Endless Field. Their self-titled debut is out on the Biophilia label. Thanks for tuning in to the Echoes podcast today. Go to echoes.org to find out more. I'm John DiLibretto. Be sure to keep an eye out for more Echoes interviews at echoes.org or the Echoes newsletter.